Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first ever edition of the Iceberg Recap. We're going to try to come to you before and after, mainly after, every single Pittsburgh Penguins game this season. Some of them will be live here on Inside the Penguins on YouTube, and some of them will be recorded and then posted the next morning. But thank you to everybody that's tuning in now. Obviously, not the result the Pittsburgh Penguins were looking for in their season opener, the beginning of the Kyle Dubas era in Pittsburgh, did not get off to a hot start. Penguins fall 4-2 to to the Chicago Blackhawks, and it's the same old song and dance for the Pittsburgh Penguins. A blown third-period lead. They did it 12 times last year, and they kicked this season off with another one of those, losing this one, like I mentioned, 4-2. to A couple top storylines in this one. One, obviously, Connor Bedard. Anybody that watched that game, ESPN would not let you forget that Connor Bedard was making his NHL debut. The 18-year-old looked every bit the part of the teen phenom. I thought he looked really good from the start. He had a lot of legs, a lot of juice early on for the Chicago Blackhawks. That shot is as deceptive as people had expected. And, And really, he made his mark early in the game. I thought he did fade a little bit later in the game. I didn't think he had a particularly good third period. But all in all, the 18-year-old looked as the 18-year-old was expected to look. He was a good player. He had a positive impact on the game. He had, I believe, 11 shot attempts. Five of them ended up on net. And that's going to be the biggest thing for him. I'm obviously going to skew more Penguins throughout this. But, I mean, Connor Bedard was the story of the night. And he looked pretty good. Um, And as we see, obviously, thank you to all those who are joining us right now. Some people already jumping into the comment section. Let me know your thoughts and your takeaways from this game. Uh, We have Magic Milkman already saying, Fire Canada. Yeah, there were Fire Canada chants at the Pittsburgh Penguins home opener. And then Brandon Rickner chimes in and says, Reardon and Canada are the same person. The power play did not score tonight, but fortunately enough, neither did the Chicago Blackhawks power play. So I guess Mike Felucci has a one-up on Todd Reardon after that first one. The other storyline heading into this game, uh, one that I thought was drastically you know, ignored during the broadcast. Yes, it was mentioned a couple times, but... Eric Carlson makes his Pittsburgh Penguins debut. And again, similar to Connor Bedard, it was as expected. I mean, he had a really good effect on the game, flashed a few of those holy crap plays where you just said, how does he make that play? How is he able to make that pass? How is he able to know where that player is at? He did that a few times in this one, and that's something that you could just come to expect from Eric Carlson for the next 81 games of the regular season. And I thought he played pretty well throughout. He was pretty consistent throughout the game. I thought defensively, he had a pretty stout game. Uh, Obviously he's not going to go out there and be, you know, the best defensive defenseman in the world. That's why he's paired up with Marcus Pedersen. Uh, But I thought he had some pretty good plays in his own zone. And certainly the transition game and the ability to get that first pass out of the defensive zone was on display here by Eric Carlson. But as we're going to do 
in every one of these episodes, we're going to have a little formulaic top storylines, goal recaps, my three stars, which let me know your three stars in the comment section here, but my three stars, which might be a little different than the ones that you hear actually at the game at PPG Paints Arena, just because it's it's from my perspective. So let me know from your perspective who the three stars were of Penguins versus Blackhawks. But let's get to the, the goal recap here as I bring up the graphic. In the first period, Brian Rust opens the scoring on a goal that everybody but the referee seemingly knew uh, was in the net. Brian Rust gets his first goal of the season. I love to see it. My hot take coming into the season was Brian Rust scores 30, scoring one on opening night, certainly getting off to a hot start there. Chris Letang set that entire thing up by taking the puck in the zone and obviously jumping up into the rush. He gets his first assist. And Lars Eller gets his first point as a Pittsburgh Penguin. Second period starts with the Penguins with a 1-0 lead. Sidney Crosby scores his first of the season on a back and forth with Jake Gensel. And <laughs> if you couldn't tell, even though Gensel is only practiced with the team for one week, even though Jake Gensel is in his first actual game action since having ankle surgery, the chemistry is still there. Crosby, Gensel passing it back and forth. Marcus Pedersen with a good keep. It was reviewed, but the Penguins had a 2-0 lead. And at that point, I think everybody in PPG Paints Arena was flying pretty high. And then later in the second period, Blackhawks get on the board. Ryan Donato gets his first of the of his season, assisted by Alex Vlasic. And yes, Connor Bedard gets on the score sheet. Penguins hold him without a goal, but he does get an assist there in the second period. First career point for the 18-year-old, and ESPN certainly loved to see that. Third period starts, and this is again where the Pittsburgh Penguins had trouble last year. 12 blown leads last season for the Pittsburgh Penguins tied for the most in the National Hockey League they do it again tonight giving up three goals in the third period third one was an empty netter but one goal by Cole Goodman Gutman excuse me Jason Dickinson pots his first of the year and then Nick Foligno scores an empty netter and that is that's your goal scoring for the day the Pittsburgh Penguins get a two to nothing lead and then they blow it in the third period again same old song and dance that we've seen for the Pittsburgh Penguins for the last couple of seasons especially last season where again the headline reads 12 blown leads last year first one this year in the first game you just you don't want to see that at all. Let's get to my three stars. But before that, I do want to give Brandon Rickner a little bit here because he threw his three stars into the comment section. Says number three, Sidney Crosby, the captain. Number two, Chris Letang, who had an assist in this game. And number one, Peter Morazic. I'd like to agree with you on Morazic. We'll, we'll get to that here in just about one second. But my number three star for this game was actually Brian Rust. Scored the opener for the Pittsburgh Penguins, a couple of the Penguins uh, on social media before the game. They put out a little video about Penguins guessing who was going to score the first goal. Brian Rust got a lot of votes. And uh, Sidney Crosby was one that voted for Brian Rust. And Rust does go in and put the first goal of the season on. That's huge for a guy like Brian Rust. He comes into this year hoping to bounce back. Last year, everybody said, hey, he had a down year. He had a bad season. And I think he would tell you the same thing. He still scored 20 goals, but I do think coming into this season, he's going to once again get his footing again and get back to that 30-goal pace guy that he's been throughout his career. And he showed, obviously, terrific instincts there, going to the front of the net, getting the deflection on, but it wasn't just the goal that he scored that makes me think that he had a really good game. I also think he looked really effective on the penalty kill. I'm not sure how much they're going to use him on the penalty kill. They certainly used him a lot tonight. But I think part of that is because of the, the players that took penalties for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Lars Eller in the box. I believe it was uh, another bottom sixer, Matt Nieto, 
in the box. These are penalty killing forwards that are taking penalties. And if you're the Penguins, Jeff Carter also in there, and he's going to kill some penalties this year. You don't want to see those guys get into the box because then you're going to have to dip into your bench a little bit more. A guy like Brian Rust, you don't want him eating up all of his ice time in a night playing on the penalty kill. I thought he was good when he was deployed out there tonight, and I thought it was part of the reason that the Pittsburgh Penguins were perfect on the penalty kill in their season opener, not to mention the fact that I think that throughout the game, Brian Rust made a couple of really nice plays. Obviously, the one directly after he scored a goal set Sidney Crosby up on a partial breakaway. Crosby wasn't able to finish it because of Peter Mrazek, and, and that is the story of this game. Uh, we'll get to him in a second. My second star, Connor Bedard. I mean, I mentioned him a couple times. ESPN mentioned him a couple million times. I do think he looked really good in this game. I think he looked like every bit the star that he has been billed to be. I still think there's obviously rough around the edges. There's a reason that of his 11 shot attempts, only five went on net. But the, the raw talent is there. The raw ability is there. And at 18 years old, the kid looks like the real deal. And I've mentioned it a couple different times. First star is Peter Morazic. I mean, it has to be Peter Morazic because... 38 saves on 40 shots. The Pittsburgh Penguins last year and the season opener put up 40 plus shots. They were just able to get to Carol Vimelka of the Arizona Coyotes a lot more than they were able to get to Peter Morazic of the Chicago Blackhawks. Morazic did it to him last year as they were fighting for a playoff spot. He does it to him again this year as the Penguins start the season with a loss. Final thoughts on this one before we go to the comment section for a couple of final thoughts from all of you listeners that are tuned in right now, which thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, we're going to try to be live after as many games this season as possible with these little short iceberg recaps, but we also have iceberg to go that's on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and we have tip of the iceberg podcast, a full hour-long podcast with me and my co-host, Nick Horwat, who is currently in the Penguins locker room getting some sound bites from the game. You can check those out on Inside the Penguins on YouTube as well, but my final thoughts were... Slightly disappointed in the third line. I was hoping to get a better performance out of Drew O'Connor, out of Jansen Harkins, and out of Lars Eller. I mean, I know Lars Eller did pick up an assist. It was a secondary assist for him, but specifically a guy like Jansen Harkins, I thought looked tentative. And the player that he needs to be for the Pittsburgh Penguins can't play tentative. It looked like he was a little overwhelmed at times. And this is a guy that has bounced between the AHL and the NHL, and it could just be first game nerves. It's only one game. It's a one game sample size. Everybody loves to overreact. And I love it too. I, I love seeing the overreactions. I think it's a lot of fun, but I just felt like you could have gotten a little bit more. I think as the game went on, you saw Drew O'Connor start to dip his toe in a little bit more. You saw him start to pick it up a little bit more, but you know, I was not pleased with the performance from Lars Eller or Jansen Harkins, or for the most part, uh, for, Drew O'Connor. So the third line, I think, is something that the Pittsburgh Penguins obviously looked to rebuild. They were hoping they would be able to get it rebuilt, and it didn't look all that good tonight in the first game. I thought they could have been much, much better. And the other takeaway that I have before I head to the comments, try to find a couple here and talk a little bit before we uh, say goodnight for the opening night of the Pittsburgh Penguins season in 2023-24, Ryan Graves. I want to end my, my thoughts on a positive, and that's with Ryan Graves. I thought he was a sturdy defensive force for the Pittsburgh Penguins. He is enormous in the defensive zone. And I thought the most important thing for him is not just without the puck, how he was able to cover, how he was able to defend. When he got the puck on his stick, very calm, very sure of himself. And certainly you can see why Kyle Dubas devoted so much money and so much you know time when it comes to how long that he is going to be signed for the Pittsburgh Penguins to this kid because... 
I mean, he was great defensively for the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight, and that's something to build on as a guy that you're hoping and you're billing as your top left defenseman alongside a guy like Chris Letang. There were, you know, Chris Letang doing the Chris Letang things, a couple poor turnovers in this game. But again, I thought he played fairly well, uh, but I think best player on the defense was Ryan Graves throughout the night, at least defensively. Yes, Eric Carlson was impressive. Yes, Chris Letang did make some impressive plays in the offensive zone. Yes, Marcus Pedersen uh, got an assist. The leading Swedish defenseman in points this season, Marcus Pedersen, as we all could have expected. But I thought Ryan Graves looked really, really good. Uh, let's go to the comments real quick before we say goodbye. Thank you to everybody for tuning in. Obviously, uh, this is the first time we're doing this. Hoping to do this a lot more often. But NES Addict says you could just feel the momentum shift when they tied the game. It was a similar feeling, NES Addict. It was a similar feeling to last year that as soon as they did it, you could say, um, yeah, this uh, this might be it. You know, this might be uh, a little bit like last year when they give in, you know, that lead right up and then you just know they're not going to get that momentum back. Wesley Reed says, uh, Jari was out of position on goals two and three that were, again, glove side. And that horrible puck handling behind the net late in the third, I agree with you, Wesley. First of all, Wesley, longtime listener of the show, so thanks for jumping in here. But, man, when you saw that puck possession behind the net, you just kind of thought back to, one, Chicago Blackhawks game of last year where he gave the puck up and it ended up being the, the dagger in the heart to the Pittsburgh Penguins' playoff hopes last year for Tristan Jari. And two, all I have to say is 2021 New York Islanders, and that is 100% the the epitome uh, of poor decision-making by uh, Tristan Jari. I thought throughout the first two periods, he looked solid. Again, similar to the entire team. Solid first two periods. Third period, they played in their zone a little too much. I, I don't think as much as they did a lot of last season. I thought they actually forced the issue a little bit more than they did a lot of last season, but still on their heels, and a younger team in the Chicago Blackhawks just started buzzing, and I said it's you know, it's it's a younger team, but the two older guys, it was Corey Perry and, and Nick Foligno at the end that really pushed the uh, the Chicago Blackhawks over the top. And Jason Dickinson, obviously, getting the game-winning goal for them. Chris Perkins says Malkin and Smith are going to be a good duo. I agree. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised with them in this game because I thought during the preseason that Malkin and Smith weren't really clicking on all cylinders. You didn't see very many opportunities created by that duo, but they did obviously create a lot tonight. Evgeny Malkin made some very shrewd passes in the offensive zone, set up a lot of opportunities, and two great A1s for Riley Smith. But my first star of the game was Peter Morazic for a reason. He just absolutely stonewalled Riley Smith on two great A opportunities. Got one on Jake Gensel late in the third period as well. Uh, it was just... Just a game where you just felt the momentum of the early, you know, Penguins performance slipping away ever so slowly. And and again, it's a, it's a familiar feeling because we saw that last season as well. Chris Perkins, one last one, also says uh, fourth line is promising. It is. I thought it looked really good. Obviously, five shot attempts, four, zero shot attempts allowed in the first period. That's as good as you're going to get it. Jeff Carter took a really stupid penalty to start the second period, but certainly a lot of promising signs for the fourth line as well. Uh, try to get to everybody. Uh, maybe next time I, I thank everybody for tuning in, but uh, we're going to cut this one short here at 15 minutes. That's it for this episode of Iceberg Recap. Make sure you check out Iceberg to Go tomorrow and Tip of the Iceberg on Thursdays. We get you set for the Pittsburgh Penguins' second game of the season coming up on Friday at the Washington Capitals. They're coming to my neck of the woods down at Capital One Arena. 
Let's see if they can get their first win in their second game of the season. But that's going to do it for this one. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.